Okay, we're on Shkalim, Perek Chet Mishnehe, fifth Mishnah in the eighth chapter, the last chapter of Shkalim. We're going to continue talking about Parochet, because in the last Mishnah, we learned about what happens if a Parochet became Tameh. So in this Mishnah, we're going to talk about how they made the Parochet. But before we do that, we should ask ourselves, how many Parochot were there? Let's make this a little bit bigger so you can see it. Okay, it says that this is Gemara in Yuma Daf Nundalid. Kahati pointed me here. Amarav, Rav said, Shloshasai Parochot Ayuba Migdash. There were 13 parochot in the Migdash. Shiva keneged shiva she'arim. This is a very interesting uh, quote, because remember we said this, uh, there were three corresponding to the three, excuse me, not three, seven. Shiva keneged shiva she'arim. Seven corresponding to the seven gates. And remember, in our Mishnah, we learned that there were 13 gates. So remember, we also learned that there was a huge machloket tanaim, whether there were 13 gates or seven gates. So in this b'rita, it's based on, this bite is based on the opinion that there were seven gates. Shtayim achal she'echal. And then two more, one in the petach, the entrance of the hechal, one in the entrance of the ulam. Here's the hechal. One second. Here's the hechal. And here's the ulam. So then they would have a parochet there. A parochet there. Okay. Um, two in the dvir. Here's the dvir. Here are two, right? Dvir. And two above it. So that's four. So remember, we see the parochet one here. And one there, the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol would go through them. So that all together, that's the 13 parochot that they had in the, in the Beit HaMikdash. So how would they make them? It was a whole factory. It was a whole, it was a, it was an industry. Parochet of Yatefach. The parochet, each parochet was a tefach thick. <coughs> Excuse me. And each one was woven from 72. Nimin threads, the alcohol nima, the nima esrim va'arba chutim, and each thread was made of twenty-four. Each uh, each th- thread was made of twenty-four filaments. You took a filament, you you wove it into twenty-four, and that was one. And out of that one, you used seventy-two of those. Arka arba'im ama. It was forty amot long. Ve'achva esrim ama. It was twenty amot wide. It was made from Shmonim Ushte, 82 Ribo, 10,000, 820,000 something. What is 820,000? Says the Bartanura. One opinion is, the first opinion, one position, is that it was 820,000 threads. Or another interpretation. It cost 820,000 dinar zahab. Just an astronomical sum. And some said, meaning, it took 820,000 Virgin girls would make it. It's a lot. 820,000 people. Almost, more than, almost a million people to make it. That seems a bit much. They would make two a year. They'd make two because remember they would probably you know use them and they would wear out because they were out in the elements. It would take three hundred uh, kohanim in order to remember we said if it became tamei it would have to they would have to bring it to the mikvah. So then it would take three hundred. So the Gemara Bartender says ushloshim uh, kohanim in the Mishnah lashon guzmahu. The Gemara says it's a guzma. It's an exaggeration. They didn't need that many. So they definitely did not need 120,000. But you, you get yourself, you, you think about if a tefach thick, and if it was 40 on a 60 feet, you know, 40 by 20 on by 30 feet, just this huge, huge curtain, this beautiful curtain. 
It, it was a huge undertaking of incredible expense. And also don't forget that they had to weave the, the, the threads, they had to shear them, make them, weave them, dye them. All of this was just tremendously, tremendously expensive uh, back then. It was all work done by hand. The beauty of it is hard, hard, to, hard to really think about, hard to imagine. Okay, we'll stop here. I, I just, I'll point out, I remember I said I was at the Israel Museum a few, years, a few weeks ago, and you, there are these rooms in the Israel Museum, really fascinating rooms. And so one of these rooms, you see they have these, like, you just walk through these crazy rooms. So they have this, for whatever reason, an English, an 18th century English dining room. And if you look at the chairs, the chairs, the, 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 if you look carefully, the, the cushions are hand-woven. And you just see, like, how, how intricate and how ornate and how expensive it was. And you go to the parochet, if you want to see what the parochet was like. I don't, I don't even think I want to show you a picture of what a parochet looks like. Okay, I'll show you one. Because if you look at just like these imaginations from the Machon Migdash, there's no way you would know. It just, it can't, that's one of the things that I always think about when you read in the Parashat HaShavu and the Torah about the, the, the design of the parochet and how the women would make them and the Omanut. We just have no idea. There's no way to imagine, there's no way to approximate what the parochet really looked like in its glory and its splendor because it was, so, it was all hand-woven. Probably the same thing about much of our imagination about the Beit HaMikdash. We can imagine the, 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 the broader thing itself, but the intricacy and the, the hand-carvedness and the, the beauty and the pageantry of the, of the, the craft work, that's really what made the experience of the Beit HaMikdash such a unique, unique experience. Okay, we'll stop here. Dedicate our learning to the memory of my father, Rab Simcha Kalman, and Sipor Fega, Matilda, Bat Nachum, and Melech. Have a great day.